Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, Claude here, uh, one of the pastors at Fellowship. Uh, also got with me, uh, Pastor Seth. We're just excited to uh, have you listening to Formation and want to give you just a little rundown on where we're going with the podcast from here. Yeah, uh, well, hope you had a good break, uh, holiday break. We yeah. took we uh, we got a few of these episodes in the can. Uh, we were going to do, and I'll just do a full, I don't think we're to confession yet, but uh, <laughs> I... Uh, Man, I just the holidays are just nuts, and yes, they are. with four kids, it's just incredibly difficult to find a time to do a Sabbath. So, I have failed for two months straight on uh, trying to get a Sabbath going for my family. So, if you're having some struggles with that, uh, as we talk about that, uh, you're in good company. But uh, yeah, we finally settled into a rhythm this week, and um, I think, uh, I mean, I have all intents and purposes to start uh, a Sabbath on Friday, or at least try it, not necessarily like commit, say, I'm going to do this every week and set myself up for disappointment, but just say, you know, I'm, at least for this Friday, we're going to give it a shot. Um, and so next week, we'll be hashing out uh, what our Sabbath experiences were like, and uh, then moving on to the next one. Uh, Claude, however, the overachiever, has done his Sabbath experiment, um, and we'll probably have some things to share as well next week, but... Um, we uh, just want to let you guys know that a few of these episodes we've already recorded, so there may be some time-dated references in some of these episodes, maybe a month or two ago, but um, we wanted to get these out as soon as possible because we know a few of you guys have actually been asking for it, which has been really cool. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, uh, that's been pretty great to hear. I know Claude's been getting a lot of feedback as well. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, to getting these out. Yep, and so the next thing that you'll hear uh, right, right alongside of this, uh, there'll be another episode up that'll be on uh, gratitude. Um, and so the beginning of the new year is a time for new goals, new resolutions, all sorts of things like that. And so we just wanted to uh, give you all an update and let you know that we've got a batch of episodes coming. And so they're they're perfect to, to kick off the new year as you're thinking not just about maybe goals related to what you want to achieve, but goals related to who you want to become. And that's really what we're going for with formation is. Good, know. Claude. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Seth, Seth and I, so I'm just reading from the cue cards. Um, <laughs> Seth and I, uh, you know, are, are alongside of you in this. We want to uh, obviously achieve things this year and uh, reach goals and uh, accomplish projects, tasks, uh, things like that. But we also want to give uh, a lot of attention to who we're becoming. And we know that the practices that we give us to uh, will form us. And so we want to be formed in the Christ likeness. And so, um, you know, hit us up if you have uh, questions, uh, if you've got ways that uh, some of these episodes have been helping you, if you've, if you've got ideas on things you'd like to see us do. But we're just going to keep this thing rolling. So expect, uh, you know, expect uh, barring, you know, emergencies, expect an episode uh, each week. It's usually going to be Tuesdays, um, yep. I think. Yep, Tuesdays. So it'll be uploaded. Uh, would love for you to rate and review. That'll get more eyes on stuff. Uh, you, episode you like, uh, send the link to a friend, and we're just going to keep... Uh, Keep rolling. Yeah, and since you mentioned it, if uh, we would absolutely love to hear your feedback. Um, so we do have an email set up, formation at fellowshipmemphis.org. Uh, again, that's formation at fellowshipmemphis.org, and both Claude and I will be checking that you know, um, from time to time and would love to hear from you, and uh, we promise to read those and answer those and uh, engage with anybody who's really trying to walk these things through with us as well. So uh, we're excited about it. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, our attempt at gratitude. Uh, hope that you have a great experience uh, really practicing some gratitude. And uh, send us any ideas you got or experiences you, you've had. We'd love to hear it. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for your patience and hope you guys enjoy this uh, second episode of Formation. Who 
knows, man? You know? Who knows if I get in front of this? There we go. <laughs> it does feel a little weird when we talk because, like, you see like half my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where this... are you? Yeah, and I'm like trying to read my notes. Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing through this mesh windscreen thing. Uh, all right. So what? What is this? Week two, three. Week. Week two. Week two. Week two. This week is two. only week two. Um, <clears throat> so we, uh, yeah, what we said in the first episode was we were going to take a, uh, a moment, uh, a few moments at the beginning of each episode and debrief uh, what took place over the past week uh, with the uh, focus that we're taking each week, the new one, uh, this past week being uh, celebration and next week being gratitude. So, Claude, man, yes, did you sir. celebrate like crazy? Yeah, you know, and what's interesting for me is this uh, practice of celebration, uh, spiritual discipline, spiritual formation of celebration has actually been one that I've sort of been thinking about for a few months. Um, and so... Why? Well, when before we had moved to Memphis, we were church planning in Boston, and uh, the winters in Boston are brutal, and everybody <laughs> is down, and just, you know, the, the grind of what we were Dude, doing... Dude, it got down to like 50 the other day. It was freezing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't don't go to New England if you can't if you can't take that. So there was just different factors happening um, in in my life at that point. You know, six, six, seven, eight, nine months ago, that um, you know God and His providence led me towards this resource uh, that we unpacked last week and this idea of celebration. So that was something that I kind of pressed into at that time and have sort of, in a small way, been carrying it with me. Wow, so. Okay from our conversation last week, it was sort of me reing up on that a little bit and thinking about that again. But um, yeah, so so I felt really, it, it feels like this is becoming more of a natural thing to me a little bit, which is cool. Celebration. Yeah, exactly, yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, it's sort of been percolating in my mind over the last few months. And but what does it look like for you when, when you say it's becoming natural? What is that? I mean, how is that? How would that look different than somebody who it's not natural for or not really taking this into consideration? Yeah, so I think for me, what this discipline has done for me uh, in the past, and then even you know, since we've been recording and talking about this, you know, between this week and last week, you know, I think this spiritual discipline for me draws a line between what I'm doing and connects that line to God. And mm. so there is this an awareness of, wow, this thing that I'm enjoying right now, this is a gift that is generated from God who is good, and connecting that line, which then leads me to be thankful. And, yeah. and obviously, thankfulness is a is a uh, expression of worship, which is an expression of celebration of, right. of saying, "God, thank you so much for this." Um, you know, so it's moments like just kind of changing my disposition a little bit. Like when I get home, my sons want to wrestle with me, and instead of seeing that as like, "All right, you know, let's let's <laughs> do it," like yeah. I'm gonna come away with a black eye, but you're gonna laugh a lot. Okay, right. fine. It's been you know, God, this is this is a gift that you've given to me. Uh, the life of my kids, um, the fact that I'm with them right now the fact that they're interested in me, and the fact that we can <laughs> laugh, we can have yeah. joy. And it's a reflection of, uh, as James 1 says, every good and perfect gift come is coming from uh, coming down from above, from the Father of lights. And so just connecting that yeah. line between the good thing that I'm doing and enjoying and just really realizing it's from the Father who loves us. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, prior to, prior to taking a deeper consideration of celebration, it wasn't like, that was not an idea that I knew it was there. It was, it's always like, you know, God wants us to, to enjoy his stuff or not his stuff, but enjoy him um, and enjoy the gifts that he gives to us and uh, really uh, celebrate those. I knew that was like a conceptually, but to like make it a foundation of your interaction 
as a discipline with God yes. was new to me. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what was interesting is so we uh, we did a few things that I, I would I would say were intentionally focusing on uh, trying to celebrate more, uh, celebrate in the Lord. Uh, so Kate, my uh, oldest daughter, she's eight. She broke her arm uh, a few weeks ago, and she got her cast off. And so she got a cast off, I think on Friday. <clears throat> and that night, uh, we put our boys to bed around 7.30. She stays up until about nine. Um, so the boys are in bed and she's doing something. I think she's writing or drawing or something in her room about eight o'clock. And man, I just, it was one of those moments where I was like, you know, she got her cast off. I know it's small, but let's intentionally celebrate yeah. the goodness of God and, and how he's built our bodies to heal and all yeah. stuff. So, I mean, I just walked in there and I was like, hey, Get in the car. We're going to Chick-fil-A. I, I love Chick-fil-A ice cream. It's the best ice cream there is. It's fantastic. Uh, so I said, let's go to Chick-fil-A. We're going to get some ice cream. And uh, she said, why? And I said, because we're just going to celebrate the goodness of God and, and letting your body heal. And um, yeah. and I think it, it didn't shock her, but it definitely it planted a seed of something. Absolutely. Um, when we were walking out to the car, she started crying. And I, th- I was like, why are you crying? She's like, no, 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 no. She's 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 amazing. She's an amazing kid. And uh, she's like, no, these are happy tears. Mm, and wow. I was just like, why? What do you mean? What's going on? She goes, I just have the best family. Wow. You know, just this uh, intentionally driving my kids to enjoy and celebrate God was pretty impactful. That's so good. Just man. that small thing. That's so good. Yeah. Just a small little, yes. let's go get ice cream. That, um, but I think that's huge, Seth, because one of the things with this particular spiritual discipline of celebration, which again, as we've been talking about, it's connected to worship and it's connected to thankfulness, which is massive markers of, of, of Christianity because of who God is. Yes. But I think the other reality of this is if we step into this discipline of worship through celebration, it shapes the culture of the relationships around us, right? And Absolutely. So this is, I noticed that. Yeah, and it's yeah. so it's so important because we are so immediate to think about, and I am, I'm so immediate to think of what's wrong, what needs to be fixed, how I have fallen short, where I can improve. Yes. And all of those things are real, and there is a time and a place for that. But there is so much good because God is present, because God is gracious, because Jesus is alive, because we're justified by faith in him. There's so much good that is out in our lives and in the world to celebrate. And so as we step into this, we create a culture of celebration, (laughs) and that rubs off on people, and that becomes attractive. That helps people see God in places where they don't see him, changes our leadership, changes our parenting, changes our friendship, changes the dynamics of our home, right? So there's so much here. I think, you know, what you mentioned with with Kate is such a great example of, like, what God can do as we recognize all of the things uh, in in which he is showing off his goodness. I know. In in a... And that's a that's a culture that needs to happen. The yes. uh, I, I don't uh, there's a there's a big cultural push right now, especially you know I mean I listen to a ton of podcasts and a lot of these really popular big podcasts are just all about like disciplining yourself and uh, you know just uh, intentionally going into suffering so you can become better and all this other stuff and it's just it's almost like celebration could be seen as a waste of time or weakness. Um, because you're not focused on the task, you know, you're not yeah. focused on getting what you need to get done. And it's, uh, I, I think that's a culture shift that just needs to happen, especially within the Christian community. Like we need to be known as happy people, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, yeah. people Absolutely. that we've been shown the goodness of God. And that should be a, that should, that should mark us differently. What was interesting is, so I had this, um, again, this idea of celebration rolling around in my head and, uh, it poured over in a dramatic way on Sunday morning. So, hmm. uh, I was leading the music for, 
the East Memphis Outpost. Um, and for years, man, like I found a comfort zone within the medium to slower paced songs where I felt like those were the moments where we could truly connect with the Lord. Uh, and celebration really challenged that on me, like really challenged uh, the idea that when we are playing the more upbeat kind of flashy songs, that those are in some way inferior to the deep connective songs of, you know, what you would think of as like medium or slower songs. So on Sunday, um, I think I even used the word on stage a few times, like this idea of celebrate. And man, it was an incredible morning. Um, pro and I told uh JB, who was preaching that morning, I said it was my favorite Sunday thus far uh, wow. in three years here because I walked into that morning intentionally wanting to celebrate the goodness of God, and it yeah. changed the way that I led people. Uh, so, man, I I was shocked at what celebration did uh, from a, a variety of perspectives. You know, from leading people in the church to leading my family, it was it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, praise God. I mean, I think that's. Um... And it's such a it's such a simple thing, right? It, yeah. You know, it's such a it's all throughout Scripture. Like when we're called to praise God, we're called to recognize His goodness. Um, we're we're called to you know sing a new song. We're we're called to uh, just rejoice in the joy of the Lord. Like all of these things, it's so simple, and yet, like this, like look at us. We need we needed we, this direction <laughs> so much yeah. to step into something that's so simple, but at the same time, it's so encouraging that God is patient with us and and has this has this for us. And so um, we need to be told to enjoy things. I know, and we, to have a good time. We'll even think about how how even we frame the story of the gospel. Right? We we even start with what's wrong, right? Where scripture starts with creation is good and things were good. Yeah. And then we had turned into sin. And so it's just, it's just, um, and it, it's easier to recognize things that are wrong than to slow down and recognize all of the good things that God is doing and has done. Yeah. And, and so we need that, we need that corrective, but you know, God is gracious to give it. I think, uh, even going next level, I think of acts where, you know, um, Peter's brought before the council and they leave celebrating. Yeah. Right. That they were counted worthy to suffer yeah, uh, for yeah, the Lord. Yeah, like, chapter four, yep. Even in that moment, they found an opportunity to celebrate. Yeah. Um, so man, I, I think if you want to go next level, take it a step deeper, like even find those moments that wouldn't be obvious yeah. uh, as markers of celebration and say, there's a, there's something to celebrate here, uh, which I think would be challenging. I'm not there yet. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But that's good. I mean, it speaks to the countercultural reality of Christianity did that because we know God is working all things for our good. Mm. There, are, there are certain yeah. things that come our way that we can both mourn over and and struggle with, and yet we have this glimmer of hope that we know that this is actually going to produce something in us that will be worth celebrating. Amen. And that doesn't mean we, we celebrate in the pain or whatever necessarily, but it means we have that perspective. So right. I think that's a good insight. Right. It's not hopeless in those moments. Yeah. Like they're not saying that you should walk away cheering and grieve. Like when you should be grieving, walk away just like cheering. But there is, there is hope in those moments that even in those moments, the goodness of God is evident. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, I think, I think, uh, Celebration set the bar pretty high, you know, for yes. uh, for what's to yes, come. Yes, it has. Uh, so I hope, I mean, if, if what's to come is anything like what Celebration did, sort of just with a perspective shift on my on my end, I man, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. I really can't. Uh, so next we do have gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. All right. 
All right, so celebrations in the books, and uh, so now we're going to shift gears and talk about what we're going to be focused on this next week, uh, which if you're following along in the book, it's just the second one. It's called Gratitude. So talk to me about gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. So gratitude, you know, is sort of a cousin of, uh, of celebration. Um, it is uh, also a cousin of thankfulness uh, and lives under the umbrella of, of worship. So um, gratitude is sort of the, the, this disposition of the heart uh, and of the soul of, uh, of thankfulness. Um, and so if celebration is sort of like uh, rejoicing over uh, the goodness of God, um, Gratitude is sort of this this kind of um, disposition of the heart that that is constantly moving towards uh, thankfulness uh, to God for who He is and what He's done. So Calhoun, in her book, has this particular uh, definition. She writes that gratitude is a loving and thankful response toward God for His presence with us and within this world. Though blessings can move us into gratitude, it is not at the root of a thankful heart. Delight in God and his goodwill is the heartbeat of thankfulness, mm. uh, which is really good. And obviously, again, similar to celebration, this is all throughout Scripture. So, uh, you know, First Thessalonians, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, right? That, that's, that's gratitude. It's God's will for us uh, that, would be, that we would be filled with, uh, filled with gratitude. Yeah. What's interesting, like when, she's, when she lists like you're saying the scriptures that she goes to Philippians four because in there, it doesn't specifically say gratitude. It says, do not be anxious. So it's almost like it's providing, it's almost saying that gratitude is the exact opposite of anxiousness, you know, um, that in the absence of anxiousness, you have gratitude and vice versa. Um, I also love, there's this, there's this sentence that she says in the, uh, in the chapter she wrote on it. She said, Thanksgiving is possible not because everything goes perfectly, but because God is present. It's good. Yeah. You know, um, so it's not circumstantial. Yeah. yeah. It's just because you get to have union with Christ, uh, union with God in Christ. And that, like you're saying, presents a disposition of the heart that's not based on circumstances. Yes. It's it's just it's just who we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And one of the things that's so um so appealing about cultivating this God-centered gratitude is related to what you're saying. It shifts us from uh, joy being tied up in the circumstance and joy being tied up in in Jesus, so that no matter what is happening, there's this baseline level of of thankfulness and gratitude in our hearts mm. because it's not tethered completely to the circumstances around us. Yeah. And I think the other um, aspect that makes it a really appealing is that cultivating this heart of gratitude allows us to see everything as a gift instead of feeling entitled to everything that comes our way. And when we feel entitled, obviously we see this with ourselves. We see this, you know, if we have kids, we see this, you know, in the lives of family members, friends, if we feel entitled, there's no gratitude. There's no thankfulness. Like, of course you're supposed to do this. Like, of course this is supposed to happen to me. I worked hard. I earned this. And everybody loves hanging out with those people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We have a lot of friends when we're acting like that, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it it just... Again, it, it just speaks to, and it creates a culture, like we're talking about with celebration. And so I think there's just so much here that is, it is God's will for us because it allows us to rejoice in Him, and, and that rubs off on others, and it's contagious and, and appealing. Um, so gratitude, gratitude, like celebration, it's sort of easy to picture, right? Because it's sort of an outward thing. Like it's, uh, it's I mean, yes, you have a, there's a heart, 
of celebration, but it's also like you are physically celebrating, you know, uh, like with Acts 4 where they're walking away from the council. They're jumping and celebrating and, that, you know, you can see them celebrating. You cannot see somebody's gratitude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's so, a great point. Yeah. Um, so what uh, as you go through this week, what are some things that you plan on doing like tangible? Here's a way that I would like to exercise this, you know, over the next week. Yeah, so I, I'm going to pull from some of the things that Calhoun mentions in her book. What what I like about her approach a lot of the times is there's a couple of like reflection questions and then there's actual exercises. So yep. I think one of the reflection questions I'm going to try to chew on is this. Um, how am I addicted to criticism, analysis, and negativity? Uh, and so just really trying to, I think I'm going to try to set some time to just, even if it's 10 minutes, just prayerfully just write some ideas or answers down to that yeah. question and sit on that. And I think um, for for us, for folks listening, this is a trap, especially if you're a go-getter, if you, you're a leader, if you like to solve problems, because one of the gifts of a leader is seeing what's wrong and, and, right. and stepping yeah. into it. And if we're not careful, that can lead us to the opposite of gratitude. We can always see what's wrong, never see what's right, never have gratitude towards God and be thankful there. So I'm going to reflect on that question. Um, and then the other ex- exercise she has that's practical, um, I already journal a little bit, but uh, she, she mentions keeping a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. keeping a record of the abundances God has given you. Right. Uh, and next to each abundance, write what it means to you to have a God who interacts and intervenes in your life. Notice what you have been given that you did not deserve. What do you want to say to God about these things? Yeah, that's So awesome. I think that's the one I'm going to roll with. I already kind of journaled a little bit. It's tangible enough. Yeah. Uh, it's specific enough that I think, you know, uh, my uh, forgetful, lazy self can, can grab yeah. hold of that and actually execute. You know, what's interesting is gratitude journaling is popular not just within Christian circles. It's becoming a anti-anxiety mm. uh, remedy interesting. in pop interesting. culture. Interesting. But what's interesting is, like, she doesn't just say, just write what you're thankful for. She, and I think this is what the scriptures call us to do. Don't just write what you're thankful for. See God in it. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like we have the trump card. You know? Yeah. Uh, the ace of spades that we get to play and say, yeah, I'm thankful for this. But it's because not only is this thing present or is this thing active in my life, but it's God who intentionally placed it there. Yes. Uh, for my good. Yes. Uh, the uh, one thing I circled and highlighted and underlined and uh, printed and posted and put it on my wall, uh, <laughs> this number eight exercise where she says, notice your tendency to make comparisons that result in feelings of dissatisfaction or entitlement. Practice abstaining from comparative statements about what you don't have. Instead, give thanks for what you do have. That is so good. Man, I, that's, that is something that I am always doing right yeah. uh whether it be comparing to make myself feel better right i'm not yes. as bad as that guy yes or comparing and really becoming dissatisfied and despondent i'm not as good as i'm not as far i'm not as accomplished you know i start thinking about uh man i'm 35 look at all these other 35 year olds who are at this and yeah, yeah. and it's just man that robs me of so much joy yes and it puts so much anxiety in my heart and that pours out into so many elements of my family life, yeah. my work life, uh, my spiritual life, man, that, that she couldn't have hit the nail on the head harder. Yeah. Like to, instead of just comparing yourself, like exercising this, this discipline of gratitude intentionally and focused, yes. uh, to where you can eliminate the tendency to just always compare yourself. That's, that's so, that's so crucial because 
we are trained in every other way to do the opposite, right? Exactly. Social media trains us to compare. Um, our consumer culture trains us to compare because by comparison, we become insecure. Therefore, we then go buy things to make yep. us feel secure. So <laughs> that's how our economy for the most part runs. And that's why these these spiritual disciplines lead to our formation because we're being formed by something one way or the other. And so if we're being formed by our culture, which wants to lead us into comparison or lead us into gratitude that's sort of devoid of the of the giver, we're formed in a certain way yeah, that has certain yeah. outcomes. But if we counter that formation with spiritual disciplines derived from scripture in scripture like celebration like gratitude we can be formed in a new way into the image of Jesus and so that that comparison one's really good i'm going to i'm going to try to grab hold of that one as well in addition to the Absolutely. journaling yeah i think uh that's that to me is going to be the cash value i mean probably the biggest cash value for me this week is uh man cuz i to take a to take a very cognitive awareness that those comparisons are creeping in yeah. And to stop them, yeah, you know, dead in their tracks and flip it on its head and exercise gratitude in that moment. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see what that does, um, what it does to my heart, my perspective, you know, relationships. Uh, but that's going to be the biggest challenge to me also, because uh, it's the one thing that I know that I'm prone to is compare myself to others. But um, yeah, anything else you want to say about gratitude? I think I think we covered the bases, you know, um, you know, folks, as you're listening, we'd love for you to jump in on this as you uh, as you so desire and participate. Uh, we're we're going to set up a way for you to reach out to us too. questions. Yeah. We'd love to hear stories, how God's working in uh, in your life through these disciplines, what you're learning, because, we, you know, as we mentioned, we're we are not the experts here, but we are we are people uh, journeying along the way yeah. to be shaped and formed into the image of Jesus right there with you. Yeah. And, and like Claude's saying, we are. Uh, we are just journeying on this with everybody else, but we also really love to discuss it. Yeah. And um, so we've set up an email. It's called formation at fellowshipmemphis.org. Um, and so if you have any questions or just want to say, hey, here's something that is really great that God did, we would honestly love to share some of those stuff, some Definitely. of that stuff Definitely. on this podcast, not just make it our stories, but we want to hear your stories, your questions. Uh, we can answer those questions in the next episode or, uh, you know, we just want to be, we want to be in community and in relationship, not with just us two, but with, um, if you're listening to this, that we're all sharpening each other uh, in any way possible. So please reach out to us at formation at fellowshipmemphis.org. Um, all right, so next week we will uh, we'll see what happens when we start kind of flipping anxiety on its head. Yeah, jumping uh, into gratitude. some gratitude. Looking uh, forward to it. See you next week. Awesome. <laughs>